And joining me as usual on a Thursday is a president of the Malaysian Wellness Society, Dr. Rajvans. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Okay. So, a brand new year. Happy new year to you. Yeah. Happy new year to you and to everyone <laughs> out there, I suppose. Yep. yep. And the government will be imposing a sugar tax for the very first time in Malaysia starting April 1st, 2019. That is going to be 40 cents per liter on sweet beverages. Now, I guess, you know, Malaysians love sweet things. Actually, how much do Malaysians consume uh, with regard? to sugar I mean if you look at it uh, you just take one can of uh, sugary drink they say it contains about 23 teaspoons of sugar so you can imagine if someone just consumes two or three a day that's, that's, that's the whole then just, just the soft thing you're talking about what mm-hmm. about all that extra you know that uh, high refined carb foods like you know refined uh, things like your white rice white noodles white breads mm-hmm. and all the quays quays and the chocolates and the sweets so actually we do consume a lot of sugar mm-hmm. we thought you are realizing it you know because our breakfast our tea breaks our lunch everything you take contains a lot of white stuff and it's white sugar and as if you look at today metabolic syndrome has overtaken smoking as the number one killer Mm -hmm. so if you ask me I think there are two poisons out there sugar and tobacco right right. and I think these two uh, what the government is doing is increasing the tax I think is actually the right way to go Mm -hmm. because a lot of times we consumers don't understand that this is actually bad for our health and a lot of times we do things that you know we get a craving for so I think sugar addiction is actually a big problem a lot of people out there just uh, get the carbohydrate craving and they take something for breakfast that's high carbs and then they do the same for tea because they get that craving and all this adds up and you know it causes metabolic syndrome inflammation of the liver fatty liver you know your obesity and then your diabetes hypertension all these are linked up and this is actually a very very serious disease that can cause a lot of issues that's right in fact Malaysia is I think the fattest nation in Southeast Asia not only that I mean diabetes is a real huge problem in our country right yeah I think it's uh, one of the you know I think we're number two or even three in Asia and prevalence wise one of the highest in the world so I think and it's increasing alarmingly you know even the young teenagers are getting diabetes which you've never seen before so it's again totally the lifestyle, the what we are eating, and of course, uh, you know, sitting down a lot, lack of exercise. So together, all this is creating a really a big time bomb. If you ask me. All right. Well, coming up, we will find out from Dr. Rajbans how we can suppress the desire to consume sugar and tackle mild to extreme sugar addiction and craving. That's after Robbie Williams, right here on Light. And on HealthWise today with Dr. Rajbans, we're looking at sugar and how much we Malaysians love to consume sugar. Um, so, Dr. Rajbans, how can we suppress the desire to consume sugar and tackle mild to extreme sugar addiction and cravings? Yeah, I think it's uh, one of the reasons we actually get this addiction is that uh, when you take a refined carbs, let's say you take a sweet let's, or, you know, a biscuit that is full of sugar. Now, what happens is it sends a message to the brain that sugar is coming in and this is going to increase your insulin so when insulin goes up to take the sugar into the, the cells now two high spikes of sugar when there's a high glycemic food coming in it also brings down the sugar very fast so that's when after a few hours people get the craving again they get a bit hungry they start getting that uh, anger because the sugar levels are getting low in the blood and they quickly crave for something now to avoid that is simple you just stop uh, or reduce your high glycemic foods so instead of taking all the refined carbs you take something that's more sort of complex carbs you know so example in the morning if you take white bread with the uh, jam mm-hmm. and you take a you know tetare with condensed milk it's full of sugar right. but if you change it to oats with some nuts and berries mm-hmm. and you take a drink that uh, you know you can still take the tetare but make sure the sugar is very low then your spikes of sugar won't go up at all right. because uh, oats is a complex carb and you know so are the berries 
yeast and the nuts, so they are all low glycemic and you won't get that craving for sugar. So it's again changing your foods into something that's more, uh, you know, low glycemic, cut off the refined carbs, cut off the high glycemic foods and you find that this craving for sugar will definitely go away. All right. I mean, are there any other healthy alternatives to sugar? For example, you know, aspartame. I mean, we know that uh, that's a bit problematic. Yeah, now, I think yeah? what you can do is go for natural sugars, that things like stevia, you know, cane mm-hmm. sugars. Uh, these are all natural sugars that are, you know, now available. They're much safer. They don't have that uh, glyce- high glycemic index. They don't give you the craving. So you can try that. It's again acquiring the taste, but... Yeah, there's a, there's a weird aftertaste. Yeah, but I think it's just getting used to it. And, uh, you know, uh, because long run, you want to stay healthy so you want mm-hmm. to go into foods that are actually healthier for you alright well when we come back more Malaysians are predicted to become vegetarians in 2019 so for those who are about to embrace a plant-based diet uh, we'll take a look at some of the best ways to transition from eating meat to becoming a herbivore that's after Michael learns to rock here on Light and on HealthWise this morning, joining us as usual is Dr. Rajbans, president of the Malaysian Wellness Society. Let's move on to plant-based diets. In fact, I'm quoting a report here. More Malaysians are predicted to become vegetarians in 2019 for those about to embrace a plant-based diet. I mean, Doc, what are some of the best ways to transition from, you know, being a regular meat eater to becoming a herbivore? Yeah, I think uh, it's a good thing to do if, you know, people want to cut down on their meat consumption and go more uh, plant-based. Now, the thing is whether you're going to do it by, you know, cold turkey, where suddenly you decide that you're not going to eat any more meat and just go all vegetarian. And sometimes that can backfire in the sense that, you know, when you go so drastic, you might actually start uh, finding it difficult to do. And, you know, then slowly you go back and then you start eating meat again. Then you mm-hmm. just get all upset and fed up. And then you say, ah, I can't do this. So one way is to actually increase the your, you know, vegetables and fruits so that you start getting more portions of that and start cutting down. What I did long time ago was I basically cut off most red meat. Right. So I hardly take any red meat. And so I went more into chicken and fish and then a lot of uh, vegetables and fruits. So I try to get that four to five portions of fruits and vegetables a day. So at least I'm getting that uh, mm-hmm. required amount, which is what they say is what you need. And then slowly I'm trying to now get out of the white meat. That means uh, the, the fish the, and the, the chicken the, and all that. Fish, yes, yet but chicken now. So it's the ah. chicken and the, you know the uh, I used to take a bit of turkey and duck, but all mm-hmm. that I'm cut off now. So now I try to reduce the amount of chicken I'm taking. So fish still there. So hopefully in the future, I mean a lot of the if you look at the blue zones, most people actually still take a lot of uh, fish, you know, and uh, Okinawans, Mediterranean, they do have fish, so it's not bad, but if you really want to become a vegetarian, so you take it, take off the white meat, and then next you look at your, you know, the seafood, where you can slowly take that away, and uh, the question is to get enough proteins and B12, this is mm-hmm. the other thing that a lot of vegetarians have a yeah. problem with, is if you have a big variety of, you know, vegetables, plus your legumes, and if you can eat tofu and uh, also eggs, then you're okay, quite safe, then you get enough protein, you get your B12. Right. Uh, if you don't take eggs, then B12 can be an issue. Right. So that you might then have to supplement yourself. But if you're taking eggs, then it shouldn't be an issue. Okay. Enough proteins and uh, your B12 you'll have. Right. Now, for those who are considering it or are still skeptical about vegetarianism or even veganism for that matter, I mean, what are some of the benefits of becoming a full-on vegetarian? You know, health benefit-wise, you're, if you go vegetarian, you're looking at improving your overall, you know, cholesterol levels will come down. If you really are a good, following a good vegan diet, your sugar 
sugar level should come down. Uh, only thing, be careful, don't take too much of fruit. Some people go on vegetarian, but they take uh, consume too much of fruits and that still and can carbs, disturb your yeah. sugar. Yeah. So if you take a real uh, good variety of vegetables, some fruits, you know, nuts, legumes, uh, maybe uh, tofu and a bit of if it, um, some eggs if you want. Actually, it's quite a healthy diet. Your risk of metabolic syndrome will come down. Uh, risk of uh, things like heart attacks and strokes do decrease. Uh, easier to lose weight. So overall, it's a very healthy diet. So I think if you go towards that, it's really good. Only thing is to maintain it. Now, whatever you do, it has to be long term. Yes. You know, plan yourself. Start slowly and go into it until it becomes something that becomes a habit. Right. And that's what you want to happen in the long term. Okay. Up next, we'll take a look at intermittent fasting and whether it works and how it can impact our health. That's after Caleb Scott and Leona Lewis on Light. With me this morning, Dr. Rajbans, President of the Malaysian Wellness Society on HealthWise. Let's talk about intermittent fasting. Doc, you know, how does this work and uh, how will this impact our health, our weight loss? And, you know, some concerns are gastric issues as well for people who want to embark on intermittent fasting. Yeah, I mean, the whole concept of intermittent fasting is reducing your calories. So what people do is that, uh, you know, they fast certain days, maybe they call it the, like the 5-2 fasting method where for five days, you eat okay but two days you eat very low calories mm-hmm. only 500 calories and uh, again it's something that um, you know whatever you do again must be something that's long term you right. know I think. now fasting is good it's a way of detoxing and uh, normally you shouldn't get gastric you know because uh, gastric is a multitude of issues la, from stress to eating wrong diets to maybe taking medication that actually cause uh, gastritis or genetically some people are more prone so if you have a follow a regime you normally shouldn't get a gastritis because mm-hmm. the body knows when to release the acid that causes this anyway. So I find that if you want to do something like fasting for health wise, instead of doing something very drastic, a simple thing you can do is you see most of us uh, or most of the time the body detoxes at night. Mm-hmm. That's the time when you're sleeping is when yeah. the body actually detoxes, your, sort of rejuvenates your physical and your mental part and that's when the detox occurs. So what I tell a lot of people is why not you have an early dinner, Yes, you know, very light dinner, maybe just some vegetables if organic even better maybe some light protein like fish mm-hmm. and let's say you have it at about 6, six or 7 yeah, yeah 6 or 7 and then your next meal is going to be like 6 or 7 in the morning your breakfast mm-hmm. that means you got a 12 hour fast right and, and some people even push it further 16 further, hours 16 hours yeah, yeah that's even, even better if mm-hmm. you can you know I know that on most days I get 12 hours if I want to do it and on weekends sometimes I get 14 hours now in between only thing I take is water and now people tell me oh but I'll get hungry so what you do is the day you decide to do this you let's say have a meal at 6 and then go to bed early mm-hmm. you know so yeah. that before you feel hungry you go to bed and somehow your body will start detoxing I tell you you don't get up in the middle of the night hungry because you've not taken anything that's going to spike your insulin. Right. That's how a lot of intermittent fasting works. Uh, I mean, my friends are doing it and mm. uh, they're seeing uh, pretty good results with regards yeah. to weight loss. Yeah? Weight loss. You definitely, because you're looking at four, 12 hours uh, or 14 hours of no food but the body can detox itself and you're taking a light dinner so that really will help. So, a good uh, breakfast, a decent lunch, a very light dinner and you do it and you can actually do it two, three times a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that is... 
uh, what would be easy way to do intermittent fasting than do it during the day when you're working yes you know because then you you find it more difficult okay well that's something i definitely want to explore this year coming up um the dr rajbans will be telling us a little about his health regime and some of his simple hacks for 2019 that's after karen white superwoman on light on healthwise with me this morning is dr rajbans president of the malaysian wellness society so doctor can you tell us a little bit about your health regime you are very fit as far as i can see yeah i think it's it's not just a health regime it's a you know it's a, it's a way of life you know when i decided to go into wellness many many years ago it was also very difficult because you know 20 years ago i was very overweight from a guy who used to run marathons within 6 years i had put on so much of weight that you know to even to walk up one flight of stairs i was puffing away wow. and that's because you know being a doctor you're very into sickness not so much into wellness and you get busy you start working you get all these things that you're doing and you know so time for exercise was reduced but you know the food was always the same so <laughs> yeah. that's where and then that kept the stress of working and you know you get busy with all the other things in life and so around uh, 20 years ago i suddenly realized that hey look i'm a doctor by myself I'm not healthy mm-hmm. so that's when i actually went a lot into wellness and it took some time you know i could uh, in 6 months i lost 20 kgs and you know i got healthier better but there were ups and downs when you know sometimes you will have start a setback setback and fall off the out. wagon yeah but for the last uh, 10 years i actually have been able to maintain that mm-hmm. and it's just creating habits habits that today uh, if i don't do i find it difficult for example one of the things i did was i'm now in the 5 am club that means i get up at 5 right. you know, that's uh, i find that was and to create that habit was very difficult because i'm not a early riser i in fact like to sleep late mm-hmm. so it was changed sleeping earlier getting up early and you know i still like a very busy medical practice so exercise was always a issue right. you know that to question that the thing that all my patients tell me no time no time and it's also saying the same thing i had no yeah. time so what i do is i get up at 5 and i have a 10 to 15 minutes high intensity regime of exercise which is what are you just on using weights oh, weights okay. are you using just weights so i just do it in my bathroom so easy i get up i go and i start my exercise Wonderful. you know so i don't have to worry now if i've done in inter- the fasting that means at 6 o'clock is my last dinner and at 5 o'clock i'm doing a high hit exercise i'm going to lose the calories mm. you know There's nothing, no, no sugar to burn, so I'm going to lose that fat, and then, and it's just that 10 to 15 minutes, and it's over. You know, then I get ready, so I don't have to worry about exercise anymore. It's over, right? And it also helps. It's a good time of the day to start your, you know, start yeah. your day early, and rest of the day I make sure that I have a decent breakfast. You know, the breakfast like a king. Uh, lunch like a prince and you know dinner, dinner like, like a pauper so if you yeah. follow those type of habits I walk a lot while I'm in the hospital I climb upstairs a lot uh, I make sure I try to get 4 to 5 portions of fruits and vegetables a day uh, make sure I get my sleep you know cut down as much of the toxins that means I, uh, you know anything like a, uh, something that's too sweet or too nice is a treat once mm-hmm. a week you know so it's creating habits so it's become a habit and I think that's what a lot of us have to do is simple things that you have to do uh, you know small changes don't make a drastic change yeah. Yeah. You know, people make resolutions on the first, and they do so many things. Don't start with the simplest. You know, just like I got to take, make sure I drink eight cups of glass. <laughs> that's water. my. Yeah. That's been my. You know, New Year's resolutions for the last well since I've known you f- yeah. four or five years. Yeah. So you start with the easy one. You yeah. achieve that, and you say, okay, add some extra vegetables in my diet. Then I'm going to start walking more, and bit by bit by bit, by the end of this year, you would have created a lot of new habits. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much, Doc, and Happy New Year once thank again. Thank you. Yes, Happy New Year. <laughs>